episode 166. Uh, we, I've got to do a new intro video and outro video, RIP to Tim. But uh, w- with us, we got Big Keith Devante in the house, baby. Uh, looking, yeah, this is basically his his uh, his job interview. If he does good, then he just oh, replaces Tim, and then we just forget about Tim, and life's good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be good, and I'll always preacher man Fitzsimmons there having a little late night snack dinner and uh, doing the pot at the same time. He does, the grind don't stop for him. Don't stop. Don't stop. All right. Well, we get the blind top five. Keith, I don't know if you've you've got a chance to, to see this or not, but basically I'm going to give us a category. And I'm going to give you one name at a time, and you've got to rank it without knowing the next thing that's coming. All right. So we call it the blind top five. Okay. I'm with it. And this week, I know Keith, he likes to dabble in a little, little wrestling. Uh, was hoping to have Devin on here, but uh, it's all right. He's just visiting Tim in the afterlife. So we're doing blind top five pro wrestlers. All right. Fitz, I, I can't remember. I don't think you're much of a big wrestler fan. So this this might be a true yeah, we'll blind see. list for you. But we'll, uh, see. we'll see. Number one, going to Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And we just say that's right that's right where are you gonna drop him uh i'll put him at three off the strength of north carolina <laughs> i kind of want to do it lower but you know he that that's that's the culture right there rick is the culture like what we know now for being flamboyant that is rick flair is in the net. yeah so i'll go three Man, I recognize the name, so that's a that's a perk. Um, I don't really know what what he's attributed with, um, and I should know. I, I feel like there's like the Ric Flair, like the dance or something. Yeah, the Ric Flair drip, like like Devontae like, was saying, just like real flashy. It's you know, Rolex wearing, diamond ring yeah. wearing, kiss stealing. Yeah, what well, stinks, I. I've got some guys in mind, and I'm going to hope you put them up there. I'm going to put Ric Flair at number four. He's going to be my four. All right, number four. All right, next up, kind of going more modern day, Mr. John Cena. Can't see me. Man. I'll go John Cena number four because I'm not going to lie, for a while the rap thing got kind of corny, and then of course (laughs) did. And I remember when he first came out, like I remember that, like he wasn't anything about that. He looked like a, a modern day wrestler. Like mm-hmm. he looked like a wrestling coach, actually. I do remember that. <laughs> and then the next day, he got like a big old big G unit chain and like had a whole music <laughs> video and everything. And so, like, yeah, I'll go with four. Is John Cena isn't corny, just because he's a good person. But like, yeah, that kind of threw me off with the big jean shorts. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, he is corny, you know. Um, but I, I don't know if that hurts him. Uh, maybe it hurts him of being like one of the top tier guys. I'll actually put him ahead of Ric Flair. I'll, I'll put him at three. Mm. Um, I, I do think John Cena is like he is a face of of WWE. You do think of the time is now. I mean that that's pretty iconic. It's corny, but but I think it works. Yeah, yeah. He's internationally. Y'all see that it was a video of some. Some leaders in Africa, like he amped up his entire people off John Cena and some confetti. So, like that says something. I can't put him at five for that reason. So, yeah, <laughs> he's he's also got the uh, Scooby Doo crossover. 
Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in that too, <laughs> he man. He is. Yeah, so wild. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, the other half of the Brothers of Destruction, Kane. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I'll go with five. Bro used to scare me. I'm not gonna hold you. Kane used to scare me, and like I didn't think he was one of those wrestlers where I didn't think he would ever die. So they used to scare me, but he was also for a while in my mind, in my young eight, nine-year-old mind, that man was like the LeBron of wrestling because he just couldn't be the Miami LeBron of wrestling because mm. he could not stop, man. He just was so big and, and strong and dead. So, like, you couldn't kill him, man. <laughs> then he took that. off the mask. And I feel like the powers went away with the mask, but also it might have been old age. But, yeah, I'll put Kane at five. <laughs> See, I don't know this guy. It, this seems like a poor man's undertaker. And I don't, was, I don't like that. He was the Undertaker's brother. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that. He's <laughs> five for me. He's five. All right. Uh, this was my personal favorite growing up as a kid, but I was a WCW kid. He, later mm. on, he, he transitioned over to the WWE. Sting, the Stinger. I'm going with two. That man, he was, he was pretty cool. Just looking at him being weird, the whole like looking – he did the thing with like he used to hide in the rafters, right? Yeah, yeah. He, like also, I didn't watch the WCW too much growing up, but um, I do remember just like the white and black and like the all black and stuff, the sort of Chris Angel thing he had going. <laughs> so just off of him being a like a little bit more cooler than Ric Flair, I'll give him number two spot. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I don't know this guy either, but I got to put him at two. It's kind of funny. This seems like the opposite of John Cena. Like, John Cena's going for, like, just cool and maybe athletic and, and tough, where this guy's just going for, like, creepy or weird. And maybe so, that's, like, the maybe that's like the extremes of wrestling. Yeah, and, like, Sting used to be bleach blonde hair, surfer boy, mm-hmm. painted the face, mm-hmm. bright colors. And then, like, the NWO Hulk Hogan came in, and so he came. he adopted the crow. Stink, which mm-hmm. is based off the movie The Crow, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he came the silent leader. So it is pretty opposite of John Cena. He's yeah. definitely not going to rap. All yeah, right. so two, yeah, two for me. Here we go. Last but not least, The Rock. Oh, Wait. that's a solid one. Yeah, that's a solid one. The Rock. He had so many, so many uh, personalities before, mm-hmm. like all those different names, like Rocky Mavia and probably something else. But like. I know how I said Ric Flair was the culture, but The Rock. People, so many people got in trouble with doing the people's elbow on trampolines growing up. <laughs> and now, like, this man is a modern-day hero. Like, he's up there with, actually, no, he's passed up. This, he's who John Cena is striving for right now as it comes to, like, yeah. being a superhero to the kids and the adults who saw them as superheroes at one point. I like so, that. Yeah. That's a solid number one. Solid actor. You know, somebody... I saw a um, I saw a tweet the other day. They said name. It was like one of those memes where somebody had a, a gun to their head, and they were like, "Name a movie where The Rock wasn't getting shot at or wasn't in a jungle." And I had to think about it. The only one I can think about was that movie, The Game Plan, the Disney movie. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure because you can't because he's in the jungle technically. But yeah. Oh man, solid number one right there. 
That's a good one. Yeah, he's number one in terms of meme material, I think, on this list. I was hoping for someone I could name their move, like Tombstone, you know, Undertaker. Taker, or yeah. Sweet Chin Music. Who's that? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Like, I was like, if I know their move, I feel like that puts them in number one. But I, I don't know. I don't know wrestling enough, so I didn't know any of these guys. That's that's all right. Um, I, I figured you were going to struggle a little bit, but overall, I think both of you did really good on your list there. Uh, Keith, shout out to you first time. Usually, I get people where I like I drop a good one first, and they all they put them like one or five, and then it just gets really shitty after that. So you did uh, a good job playing it even. You forgot, man. I'm a hater at heart, so I can't. Get- <laughs> that's right. Yeah, from the jump. I love that. All right, let's move to a little NFL. Speaking of haters, if you, if you're a New York hater, this might make you sick. Mr. Dalvin Cook, baby. He's wearing the green, part of the green machine. Aaron Rodgers, he joins them. Sauce Gardner. This running back room is nice. Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, enough said. You you handcuff these guys. It's this is this is a bad, bad look for defenses because now you got to play eight or nine in the box. Good luck stopping Rodgers with nine in the box. It, it ain't happening. This is if this works out, yes, it's one year, eight million. That's a lot of money. If it works out, genius. I don't know. That that's a full running back room to begin with, because remember it was Brees Hall and then it was uh Bam Knight. Oh, Bam Knight, yeah. Then it was Michael Carter from UNC. Mm-hmm. Then they drafted your boy out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, uh Israel. I forgot what his last Good name is. Good luck pronouncing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ebenezer or something like that. But it's <laughs> yeah. um, so this is stacked running back room. And it, it kind of makes sense because Brees Hall is coming off an injury. Dalvin Cook is coming off an injury. So mm-hmm. either way, more than likely throughout the season, one of them is going to get injured again. So it's like, I'm here. Then that person is going to get injured. And he was like, I'm back. Mm-hmm. He still got like change of pace backs in between. So it was like, I hate it for Madden fans and Madden players too, <laughs> but I want to see how it's going to work out in real life too. I I just hate the fact that like it happened, you know. Yeah, I been, we all thought he was going to the Dolphins, mm-hmm. but I guess they weren't trying to pay as much as the Jets. Somehow were able to some of that mafia money. So <laughs> we'll see. That sanitation money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that that was the piece that was a little concerning for the Jets is you were wondering how are they going to get the run game? I mean, I I know like Brees Hall like looks strong, but there was that feeling of like, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's enough, but this I don't know. This makes it maybe a complete backfield, a complete team. It's almost like it reminds me of like Philly just getting swift was was like a huge ordeal where it's like they were already stacked, but but then you add Swift in the mix, and it's like, oh, man, they're going to be able to utilize him. So I think it's a great landing spot for Cook. I already had the Jets going 13-4, and four, like, yeah. like before this. And now I'm like, I don't know. Can the Bills beat them at all? So it's just – it's interesting. No, I think the Jets are they, – they are definitely a team that if they're not being – if they're being slept on – I think at this point, maybe it's not as much. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. You know, you look at the Jets defense. They ranked second in points allowed per game from mm-hmm. last year and mm-hmm. fourth in yards per game. Their defense is solid. Yeah. The and only, we, to, 
yeah. the coach. I mean, they got the dif- defensive coordinator of the oh, Niners, oh, which yeah. was huge. I thought that was like the coach everyone should have been going after. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I think so, we all agreed on that. Yeah, and so that in itself was big, and now now they're they're building their offense with you know Hall of Fame quarterback and. You know, I don't uh, – Dalvin Cook, he's an all-pro running back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's yeah. ever named mm-hmm. first-team all-pro, but should should be if he hasn't. And so is Leaper. I, I feel like this is the first time Aaron Rodgers has had a team built around him just because with the Packers, he just always had Devontae Adams. But everybody else – Jordy Nelson and then all those old heads retired or, like, moved on elsewhere. And then – he just sort of had to make do with what he had. Like he actually made players. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because he got the cause Lazard signed to the Jets, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so like whatever player he No, made, there's he there's like eight Packers in New York yeah. right now. And those all those receivers, <laughs> he has them like all young receivers plus Randall Cobb whenever he sees fit to touch the field. I this is the and then not to mention like a defense to fall back on just in case mm-hmm. he's He's seeing the the man in the hat again, so he he'll he'll be all right, man. I, Thirteen and four might be nasty for the Jets, but I can see it. I can see yeah. it for sure. I I can too, and you know, I the, the only weak spot is the O line. But you got Rodgers and Hackett as your OC. They're gonna find ways to make this thing work. Jets winning that division, those odds just skyrocketed easily in my book. It's scary offense. Uh, let's talk about another running back that's on the move here. He signed one year, six million. He's going to go to the Patriots' way. He's going up to Bill Belichick. Zeke uh, got a fresh cut. Don't know if you saw it. He's no longer has a long hair. He's got the waves going on. Short. This might be an old Zeke, and we've seen this work, and we've seen this not work. Where players go to the New England on a one-year contract, and they either blossom or it, it just doesn't work. It's a fifty-fifty game. I'm not as excited about this as it was Dalvin Cook. But I think Patriot fans should be excited. Something that potentially could be pretty big for you guys. Thoughts from you all? I think it'll work. Yeah. Um, going between, who is it? Ramon J. Stevenson and him. And I forgot the other ones. But something I saw, they said that the Patriots don't necessarily invest in players. Because if you look back, the last player they really invested in was Tom Brady. So they get all these players one-year deals, and then if they actually end up being good, good, they get another one-year deal until they deserve an extension. So with that in mind, like, it'll be interesting to see what type of Belichick magic can happen with Zeke. Um, Because he can still catch passes, which, you know, that'll do. But it'll be interesting to see what type of handcuff he'll be to Stevenson. Yeah, or strong. If he can actually play second i know he he kind of did it with the cowboys mm-hmm. but with ramon j stevenson being the type of running back he is they being sort of similar i wonder how it's going to work because he's not necessarily a change of pace so how many yeah. carries are going to get i've been waiting for a bounce back from zeke for i feel like the past three years i'm like <laughs> he's gonna have his resurgence he's gonna have his bounce back year and i don't know tony pollard's a great back and probably you know, probably interfered with that, especially this past year. Tony Pollard clearly became the guy. Uh, but I didn't think Zeke was bad. I I thought Zeke – I thought he, he did the most he could with his carries. He, was he explosive? You know, no, he wasn't like rookie Zeke, you know, it, which is weird that it feels like Zeke's best year was his rookie year um, or like a few years after that. But I don't know. 
could he be kind of their nose for the end zone guy? I, I mean, it's, I think it helps to have, to have leadership on a, it feels like a young Patriots team ever since Brady's been out. It's just a younger, younger group of guys, especially on the offensive end. So yeah. I think that helps. And yeah, still waiting for a resurgence. So I don't know. I'm predicting 800 yards, six TDs. Mm. You know, is that all your shot? I like it. I think it's fair. Possible. I, yeah. I think it's de- definitely fair. That sounds like Zeke numbers, like now Zeke numbers. So I, yeah, if that's that's like what that's a positive. Like that's what him getting back to himself would look like. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's not forget, this is a Patriots team that has quarterback issues. Mac Jones, they're not completely sold on. Is it zippy? Like it's they're going to rely on that running game, I think. And and so Zeke's going to get his touches. I, I like that take, Fitz. All right. Let's talk about some AFC odds. Next week we'll do NFC odds, all right? So I know both of you guys are NFC guys. Uh, I was hoping to have Devin here, another AFC guy, who kind of balanced out. But uh, I'm excited to get you all's non-biased AFC <laughs> odds here, okay? We're going to go division by division. I'll give you what Vegas has. You tell me if you buy or sell it, okay? So let's start with the West, all right? Looking at it, you've got Chiefs minus 180. Chargers plus 300, Broncos plus 600, and fourth plus 1700, the Raiders. Mm. We buy and sell on these odds. What looks good? What are you betting on? What's your predictions? I'm going to be honest. I would like to see the Chargers and Broncos odds switched up. I mean, obviously, we know the Chiefs are going to take over, especially now with, like, the the sleeper picks they got in the draft. I think, what's the brother's name? Rashi Rice. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony got a, a year to get his mind right. He played in the um, Super Bowl. Um, Clyde Edwards Alaire is on his last leg, so maybe he snapped this season. <laughs> we don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's just the Chiefs in general. But when it comes to the Broncos, I Russell Wilson didn't show much in that preseason game. But one thing that will not change is Patrick Sertain Jr. Mm. And now I want to see, like, now that Javante Williams is supposed to be healthy, I just want to see what else they can do. I feel like there's a lot that they can carry on through defense. Now, when it comes to the Chargers, I mean, they did all right last year. But I don't know. I'm not really seeing it for them because they have three of the same wide receivers. Quentin Johnson is basically uh, Mike Williams to me. So I don't really see them changing that much. Mm-hmm. Man, see, it's funny. I've actually the Chargers are like my sneaky Super Bowl pick. I I think the Chargers could be loaded. Like defensively, they're stacked and they've been stacked. And offensively, I mean, they've got. I do think Herbert is he's improving each and every year. I'm guessing he could be on the verge of an MVP type year. I think like if they're successful, I think he could he could put up numbers and be in the conversation. Eckler is insane. Uh, their receivers are great. Um, Schedule-wise, I think they get a little bit easier look than the Chiefs do. It's like mm-hmm. three games. I think there's like a three-game difference. The Chiefs have three dogs, and the Chargers kind of have three should-be-cake matchups. So I actually have the Chargers winning the division by a game. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I mean, The Chiefs will obviously be very good. Um but I don't know, just as a sneaky pick, I I think the Chargers are a little bit better 
than maybe they're getting credit for. Yeah, it, the the injuries for the Broncos worry me. You know, you, you lose Tim Patrick with the torn Achilles, and then I think Judy's limping around a little bit. Pat is injured a little bit on the defense side. Like, there's some injuries there that I think could hinder this team. I love the Chargers. Now, no disrespect for Jalen Burge, friend of the show. I, I think Raiders will be better than the Broncos this year. I think yeah. it goes 1-2, Chiefs, Chargers by game, half a game, and then Raiders, Broncos. I, I don't know. I'm not buying yeah. the hype in the Broncos yet. Yeah. Keith, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe we run this clock back in December, and I go, damn it, I'm an idiot. <laughs> this may sound crazy, but I think the Broncos' success has to do with Jerry Judy. Like, Ooh, I, like I, I was convinced Judy was going to be like basically like what Justin Jefferson is doing, just yeah. like a guy who's unguardable, just just does the route trees like nobody else. And Judy hasn't really done that. And mm-hmm. yeah, Grant, he didn't have a quarterback till last year. He had Russell, but then Russell, they didn't do anything. So now this year with Sean Payton coaching, you got Russell for a second year. I'm curious, like if Judy gets going and he's the guy, I think the Broncos could be dangerous. But if Judy's still not – if he's not in it, like this year, like he's done. And the Broncos yeah. are – they're not doing anything. I mean, we have seen what Sean Payton has done with wide receivers, like turn Michael Thomas into the slate. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what he can do with the full route tree. But yeah. that was something I, I've been thinking about. Like, even though I said that, I still kind of believe what I said. But <laughs> now is the time to see whether it was Hackett messing up the Broncos' offense or was it Russ messing up the Broncos' offense. And I'm I'm kind of excited to see it because it's like, are you going to fake the funk and, like, let <laughs> Peyton talk dirty mm-hmm. about another man or are you going to, like, fold and prove the other man right? So. It's yeah. going to be a little, little drama in the NFL somewhat. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any storyline, I'm here for it. Built some board mm-hmm. material. All right, let's move on to the South. AFC South Jaguars, minus 155, one of two teams besides the Chief that have the minus in front of them. Uh, Titans, plus 310. Texans, plus 1,000. And then Colts, plus 550. How do we feel about these odds? I actually agree this time. AFC South is kind of nasty. I like, I did like what I saw in the Texans as far as preseason and saw as far as all the moves they made. I don't know if this is the year that they can make the jump, but I I think this is the year they'll actually be worth watching. Um, As far as the other odds, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. All of them feel kind of equal, and it's just the Jaguars are a little bit ahead. I personally, I don't know about Derrick Henry. Um, I think he, I think he'll have a better year than he did last year. But I don't know. Can he carry? Like, can he carry the entire team again this year with the AFC South actually being sort of competitive? We don't know. But I do see the Jaguars winning the AFC South again. Trevor Lawrence Revenge Tour. <laughs> it's close. I mean, it, it's going to be tw- it's going to be Titans and Jags, and it's close. I mean, it's going to come down to the last week. Like I think it has the past past couple years in the yeah. AFC South. Like it's just come down to the last week. Um, I would actually take the Titans. I think Vrabel 
is one of the better head coaches in the league. I just don't think he's found his quarterback. I think that's mm-hmm. what's holding them back from being from being way like they've been successful with with Tannehill, but it's yeah. like if they got their guy, they they're like their real their real guy, they could they could go on a run. So that's what's holding them back. But I still think they'll be I think they'll be good on you know you got Derrick Henry, you got you got a good defense, you got a good head coach. So yeah, I'll take yeah. the Titans. It, this is this is interesting to me. We talked about the Jets or I talked about the Jets O line being the question mark here. Titans O line was by far the worst part of that Titans offense. Way worse than Tannehill, way worse than than anything else, you know, play calling or anything. They blew it up. They got rid of four out of the five. Mm-hmm. Now it's a whole brand new O line. We'll see if that change works for Rabes. I don't know. I love the way Anthony Richardson played preseason week one. I know. Love the way he balled out, though. I think they found their guy. Obviously, they, they're going to make him starter going forward. They just announced today. I like it. CJ Stroud still has some growing pains to do, but it's preseason. It's rookie. I get it. I'm saying Colts are going to sneak up and win this thing. No. I'm, I'm calling it. I don't know. That's my sleeper. That's my dark horse. Richardson needs a, he needs a year, I think. I, I, well, he, I mean – who they who they pick up? They had they still had Jonathan Taylor, but did they pick up another? <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, they picked. Uh, I'm looking it up now. I totally spaced on it. Um, we got Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss. Was it Kareem? Was it Kareem Hunt? Mm. He he went to a visit there. Oh, he went to a visit. Okay, yeah. But even still, like I like his receiver weapons, and then I don't know if. I don't know if the Colts have ever had a running back like Anthony Richardson, like Andrew Luck had the size. But yeah. I, Anthony Richardson has arm on him. And then we I know in a couple of plays, you saw how Josh Downs can take the top off along with the other two receivers they had. Yeah. So I think they put it a little bit together better this year. So I, I can see what you're saying. The other yeah. two, I know I saw a stat with the Titans. There one lineman, Nicholas Pettit Frere, who's I think was a rookie last year. Man got blown up for like three sacks or something. Mm-hmm. Felt so bad. Your boy Taylor Lewin, man, he he left it. He left his the heart and soul in shambles. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And you know, technically he was released. I guess I, I think they're in a rebuilding stage. I I just I'm not sure if I'm buying the Titans, but it's all right. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the east here. Fitz's boy. Oh, that's mm. my guy. That's my guy. Bill still lead this division at plus 120 as of today. Jets right behind him at plus 250. Dolphins plus 290. Patriots plus 800. How do we feel here? It's a little bit more competitive. This is – this is – I'm not going to lie, even with everybody's weapons and even though Aaron Rodgers, it's still kind of hard because one thing that I've noticed consistently all the whole time while watching football, AFC East has some scrappy people on defense. So it's like, how can you pick apart each defense? Yeah, um, exactly. But it'll be exciting to watch. I got to think about this one. It's tough. Well, see, I got Jets. I got just going 14 to 3. <laughs> 13 to 4. Hey, maybe Dalvin gives him an extra win. Um no, I think I I do think Rodgers, he's my prediction to be, if not Justin Herbert, I think it could be Rodgers for MVP. 
if not either of them, probably Joe Burrow, hacky. But um, no, I think that's going to be it's going to be a QB out of AFC for sure. Um, but I like, yeah, I like the Jets. I just think all around they they're sitting on a good team. I don't know how deep they go in the postseason. I think they have a great regular season. I think they could get tripped up um, in the playoffs by somebody. But but as far as winning the the division, I think I think it's theirs. Um, you know, and and Bills are good too. I think actually all four of those teams um, could be could be right there in the hunt. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the Bills. I'm not uh, <clears throat> Josh Allen truther. I don't wish the Madden curse on him at all. But I'm a like I said before with the defense. That defense has been locked. Well, they lost. Jermaine Evans in the middle, but they still had Matt Milano. They still had their defensive line and things like that. Um, this is a coming out show for James Cook, and now that his brother's playing in the same thing, uh, same, uh, <laughs> it might be that's another storyline to that's watch. Funny. Like, which Cook brother's gonna take mm-hmm. their team to the conference finals or whatever? Um, as far as like I know with the Dolphins, they're gonna kill each team with speed. Yeah. But it can only go as far as everyone is healthy, specifically the quarterback. <laughs> and then um I don't know, I just I think Bills can carry it. Like they're I was I wasn't necessarily surprised they got as far as they did last year, but they the Bills have been as a whole, they've been too close for so long. So I, I might as well just say, like, yeah, they'll make the playoffs again <laughs> just because now after that, I don't know, but they're going to make it. Yeah. This this is a big question mark for me. I, I don't know. You got you got Tua that – thank God he's got three letters in his name. He can spell them. <laughs> but he takes one more hit. I don't know. Like, it's rough. And There's been some footage of, of practice, and Keith will tell you, we, we coached together. You can't base things off practice. At Some all. things just get fucked up, yeah. and it just happens. Or even talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but two is the big question mark. Now, the backup, Big Mike White is the backup coming from the Jets. He's behind enemy lines. Maybe he gives him some insight. that There, there, there could be some uh, uh, insider trading. Who no knows? chance. But <laughs> – no chance, dude. What worries me is I think the Bills or my Bengals will fall off this year. I, mm. I think it's bound to happen. So I'm going to say Bills fall off. Give me the Jets to win this division. Mm. All right. Speaking of my Bengals, AFC North. Bengals are a plus 150 favorite, followed by the Ravens plus 210, Browns plus 400, Steelers plus 470. What do you guys say? Never thought I'd see today where these odds would be that close either, but it makes sense. I'm a yeah. You're gonna be mad at me, but honestly, I, I think I got this. I might have the Steelers on this one. Really going oh, Pittsburgh? Now that you meant, now that you mentioned, like you think it's the Bengals or Bills that will fall off inevitably. Mm-hmm. With I don't know. I with that happening, if that if that happens, the Steelers have always been fairly consistent. They always had that eight and eight. Last year they went what eight and nine or nine and eight. Either way, they stayed consistent. They stayed middle of the road. 
Um, their quarterback somewhat got it together. He's still not there yet. George Pickens finally, he wasn't bad at all. Um, Najee Harris can only get better, and then they've gotten their defense back together. Now, as far as all the other teams, defense has always been a thing with the AFC North, but I don't know, man. Your your Bengals might fall off somehow. I don't see I don't see it happening, but I kind of see it happening just because <laughs> of your boy Joe Burrow's early injury. I don't think that carries through, but somehow something. I don't wish ill on you at all, but like I don't know. You shouldn't have put that out there because now I'm thinking about it. Like, what what if something stupid happens? Like, yeah, I don't know. Somebody arrested or something crazy like that, which. Um, that was a theory I had in mind. Um, so my boy Dorian Thompson Robbins from UCLA has been doing pretty well in, in the preseason. And there's a theory that I have that somehow in the middle of the season, possibly week nine, week 10, Deshaun Watson is going to get arrested. And that's a DPR show. For you. That's a theory that and like this man is doing good. Deshaun is not, they spent all that money on Deshaun. He's obviously going to start. But I feel it in my bones. Something's going to happen where he's going to mess up again and DTR has to carry. Ooh. Keep in mind, he was kind of injury prone too. Yeah, well, he, was. he was. faking that whole time. But, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers on this one. I don't, dude, DTR, that's scary. What he did at UCLA was scary. So, Yes. I think we're going to see the best of Joe Burrow this year. And, and I don't know if that's just going to be just – taking over games just in late situations. Like, I, I just think we're going to see the best of Joe Burrow. I'm excited to see him. I, I think he's just, like, right now entering entering his prime, like entering this stage of his career. He's no longer, like, the young kid. He's he's now, like, one of the, the key guys in the league. So I'm excited to see that. And I do think the Bengals will win that division. But Lamar is also due – if he can stay healthy and he hasn't struggled with injuries, but there's always that feeling you're like, Oh, he's like, is he going to be able to play 17 games out of the year? And if he's gone there, like the Ravens, it just feels like there's no hope if, if Lamar's not in. Um, but yeah, I'll take the Bengals. It's close though. I like the, I like the Steelers pick. I think Kenny Pickett. it'll be, Cool to see year two, how that goes. Najee's trying to bounce back. The Steelers are are one of the more exciting teams just to see that I think they could do a lot better than people are giving them. Mm-hmm. But I think you're still dealing with Bengals and Ravens. Like, come on. It's like you, yeah. you, Kenny Pickett's not going to be Lamar or Joe Burrow, you would think. <laughs> Maybe he can steal one. I don't know. Well, but. I will say, I'll, I'll give kudos there. Ravens have the hardest schedule of the division, right? 21st. Bengals have 20th. Browns have 16th. Steelers have the sixth easiest schedule. <laughs> so who ah. knows? Maybe there is some truth to it. I, I think we survived our drama, though, with the calf strain of Joe Burrow. I think we're good. We move on. We win our Super Bowl this year. Calling the shot right now. Ooh. I will say I strained my calf like two weeks ago. Just running. I feel fine, man. I feel fine. You know, I don't even have I don't have trainers and stuff. It is fine. It'll it'll be gone in a few weeks. Man, two weeks ago I caught a cramp. <laughs> like waking up. And I don't know, man. I started my life sort of flashed, but 
by my eyes, but then it, I thought it went away. And you know, like once you get a cramp and you take that other step, thinking oh, it went away, mm. back, bro, that's why I was like, yeah, Joe Burrow was not playing at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it. Now, you still probably, it's, oh, it's probably going to be warm. The whole calf is going to be yeah. warm about this season, but you know, he's a, he's a trooper. I'm not. So, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, let's talk a little fantasy football here. Our fantasy football draft boys announcing it now, August 27th, Saturday or Sunday. Put it on your calendars. I don't have the exact time yet. I'll get that to you. But damn, I'm going to be flying. I'm going to be flying to Minnesota, but I'll try. What, what, I'll try. what, time, what time are you flying in? I think I'm flying out at like 6 p.m. I'm flying in. I'll probably get here around eight or nine. All right, so we're probably good. We'll, we'll do maybe early afternoon for you. Maybe we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure Just it out. don't don't worry about me. I'll, okay. Nope. Siri, no, I'm not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> all right. Fantasy sleepers. All right. I, I'm gonna put up two names. You guys give me whatever else you got here. Okay. Tyler Burks, Titans wide receiver. I think he's due for a breakout year, even with. Is it going to be Tannehill, Will Levis, whoever's going to throw him the ball? I think he's good enough to get open. I think he's a great check down guy. He's going to get you a lot, especially in a PPR league. Dallas Gobert, the the Eagles tight end. I think Jalen Hurts loves a tight end. He loves a safety blanket. Dallas is your is is an easy safety sleeper pick for tight end. Thoughts from you guys? I like it. Um... Because what Traylon Burks is number one, yeah, he'll be the wide receiver number one at this. I guess I don't know would DeAndre Hopkins be number one or number two at this point. You know, I that's a good question. I don't know who would. I don't D-Hop's, know. D Hop's higher on the depth chart. Oh, okay. But I guess it works out better if he's wide receiver two because that gets him more looks. So right, he's gonna be going Dallas Goddard. Yeah, he he's got it. Um, yeah. he's come through, but I don't know if it'll be one of those situations where like he automatically snaps, like it's gonna be a build up to like week four, and he's just gonna keep rolling, you know, a little downside for that inevitable one game that he's injured. <laughs> he'll keep rolling up until postseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we go with our with our sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my first sleeper. Is going to be my boy Tyler Algier from the Falcons. Ooh, yeah. Um, just because he put up all those crazy numbers last year, and now he's sandwiched in between uh, the first running back taken in the draft and Cordero uh-huh. Patterson. But both of those, Cordero Patterson is not an every down back. And apparently, according to some of the reports, he's been working a little bit more on his receivers, receiving. And so that opens the door mm-hmm. for Tyler Algier, who's probably going to be handcuffed to Bijan Robinson, which if Arthur Smith is smart, he won't make him a every down back. Like, not necessarily every down back, but every play back. Like, every play is stuffing him because Derrick Henry is, is built different. And mm-hmm. we found out he's human, too. So Tyler, Tyler Algier has ample opportunity to me. I think he'll be more the same that he did last year because he definitely helped me out in some of my leagues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, as far as – let me see. There was somebody else. It was a rookie receiver. Oh, Jalen Hyatt. 
Jalen Hyatt from yeah. the Giants. That man can take the top off. And if Daniel Jones can continue to stretch the plays like he has been doing it, Honestly, I forgot. I think it's Isaiah Hodges. So this ample opportunity for Jalen Hyatt to move up the depth chart for the Giants anyway. So I'm seeing it for him. So that's my sleepers. Tyler Allegier for the Falcons and Jalen Hyatt from the Giants. I like those. Yeah. I gotta go by I gotta go by position. My quarterback, I got Aaron Rodgers. He's like the fifteenth quarterback <laughs> on here. I <laughs> You know, I just think you can get – if you're, like, in a 2QB league like me, mm. I'll probably take one of those guys early. But then, you know, snag Aaron Rodgers late. Like, just let let every other guy – like, be like, oh, I'm taking Matt Stafford. Oh, I'm taking Dak Prescott. Let mm. him go. And, and then bank on getting Rodgers late. I think everyone's sleeping on, on See, him. He can, I, I think them. most people would, would draft Rodgers before Stafford and Dak. He's yeah, only, like you said, sleeper. I didn't. I thought people were gonna. I would think um, no, fifteen. Yeah, uh, Geno Smith is ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, That's a wild Kirk list. Cousins. Kirk Cousins is ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Are, are you reading that backwards? What about Justin? No. Fields is ahead. He's Fields yeah. is way up there. I feel like you're reading this list backwards. This is weird. Oh, <laughs> oh it's weird. It's weird. Terrible list. Uh, Click off that. Find a new. List. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so that's. That's QB. Um, running back, I was surprised. You know, Jameer Gibbs for the Lions, I, I think as far as a rookie goes, I would be skeptical to take Robinson high just because I don't – he's going like fourth running back overall. I just think that's too high. Like I wouldn't take – I wouldn't take him over Derrick Henry or some of these other guys. Um, but Gibbs, you know, he's handcuffed with – supposedly handcuffed with David Montgomery – I think Montgomery is pretty washed. I, like I, I think Gibbs could be the back, and he's going late enough that you know you could probably get him like fifth, sixth round. Um, which I just you know I, I think that's a solid. I think that's a solid RB pick. Um, I was trying to see if there's another running back. Dalvin Cook is low right now. I don't know if he'll move up, but that would be another one handcuffed with Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara. Is another one uh, mm. in New Orleans. You know, he's he's like number twenty nine running back. It's like Alvin Kamara, really. Um, you know, same age as Christian McCaffrey, and you know, just like so, he's right there. I, I think he could be primed uh, again. Just a late pick that if there's no one on the board, yeah, go ahead and snag Kamara a little bit. Um, and then receiver. This one's tough. There's a lot of young guys that are kind of high up. They're higher up than I thought they would. Be. I thought they'd be sleepers, but they're actually going higher. Like Garrett Wilson um, and Chris Olave are are going very early, and I, I thought those were two solid guys. But late, I touched on Jerry Judy. He's high risk, high reward. This is his make or break year. Um, but I think he could. He has the potential to be pretty good. Um. I've always liked Deontay Johnson, good route runner. He's thirty. He's number thirty-two on the list I'm looking at right now. Mm. So they got some guys in front of him. I think Deontay Johnson is better than that. Um, Gabe Davis is a good one, the second receiver in Buffalo. He's he's very. Um, I think he's a very good receiver. The Bills are going to throw the ball. Diggs is going to get a lot of attention, and Gabe Davis 
he really bought out last year. And so that's a, I think he's like a, a solid sleeper pick um, that he doesn't get it. He's even just the name Gabe Davis just doesn't, doesn't get a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I think he's like the clay Thompson of, of the NFL. <laughs> like he's just not getting any love and, and people will actually give him accolades um, in a couple years, but Gabe Davis, very good receiver. That's probably my best sleeper. Hey, Christian Watson, your boy. I, I like him. I, I think yeah. he's a good sleeper pick too. I like him too. And I wasn't going to touch on Packers. You know, I, I think Jordan Love to keep could also be – I think Jordan Love could also be a solid QB. I, I'd say Love might be more of a sleeper than Rodgers. I'd take yeah. a chance on Love. Like if, you know, no one's going to draft him in some leagues. So yeah. I thought about it. Um, I know just watching him, he was – when the few games he did get in, he wasn't bad. It's just like, why do that when you have Aaron Rodgers? You know, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a oh, you were talking about. I think you you didn't say the tight ends, but there are a lot of like rookie tight ends. They came in by the boatload this year, so it's kind of yeah, they did it's a lot of sleep. It's gonna be a lot of sleepers. Yeah, um, sleeper tight ends are hard to find. I'll be honest. I I've tried the only the only one I can ever think of was the who was the Broncos tight end with um with Peyton Manning when he got there. Oh, Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. That's like the only time I can think of like a real like tight end sleeper who ended up just like breaking onto the scene that I'm, year. I'm gonna give you one friend of the show, Isaiah Likely. Yes, sir. Ravens. It, he backs up Heath Andrews, but man, when he comes in, he produces. Heath Andrews. <laughs> Heath Andrews. Uh, Mark, Mark Andrews. Sorry, Mark Andrews. That's how. Shout out to Heath Miller. Yeah, as a combination. Yeah. A little combo. All right, let's go. I, I've got a bone to pick with you, Fitz. Okay. Fantasy stayaways. The number one running back I have on my list. Do not. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, are you kidding me? Stay away from him. Josh Jacobs, anybody that's really going through that contract, you know, Fred Teddy. Mm. I, I worry about it. They're, wor- they're worried about the bag, and I get it. They deserve to get paid. But especially Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, based off production from last year, and then now you add another drama to it, I'm staying away from these guys. The other person I have, Scary Terry, Terry McClure. I, it's not because of his him. Yeah. So look, at line, look at that quarterback. Yeah, I know. And I and, love I love Terry McLaurin. Yeah. I, I have drafted Terry. I've drafted Terry McLaurin, I think, three straight years. And yeah. he just doesn't he doesn't get it done. And I and it's hate not it his fault. Yeah, I know. He's a great receiver. This is why I hate fantasy football sometimes. Is people are like, oh, Terry sucks. I'm like, he's a great receiver. Yes. He's right. just stuck. He's, he's just got fucking stuck. Sam Howell and Jake Fromm. I know. Give him a I break. Know. Wasn't yeah. Jacoby? Jacoby's second. Yeah, yeah. Brissett's the yeah, that's better, you know? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, that's Fromm true. is uh, quarterback three? Yeah, he's QB three. That's nasty. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Ugh. Can't do it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do the same thing you did with the quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Yeah. All right. So quarterback-wise, I'm going – I think – I feel like it'll be tempting, but Jared Goff, because mm-hmm. of all the weapons that he had with Jamo coming back. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's still – to me, he's still Jared Goff. And it's going to be so – it's going to be highs and there's going to be lows, like lows, like one-point lows. So I wouldn't do it. Um, running back-wise, 
I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't. I would be weary, leery of Dalvin Cook because I feel like Brees Hall is gonna pick up from where he left off, and he's gonna carry. And now Dalvin Cook could get those maybe third down looks, but Brees, what, where Brees Hall left off when he was injured, he he kind of was the every down back. So hopefully he'll be healthy enough to carry like that. So that's. Also, we we forget about the kind of tight running back room there already is. So, uh, wide receivers, wide receivers. Um, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I gotta go with my own. I gotta go with Matt Collins. Matt Collins carried a little bit for the Raiders. I do not see him doing that for the Falcons. He could surprise me, and I hope to God he surprised me, but <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I, but I will say, like, I I think he put on a little bit more muscle, bro. It's like walking around without shoes, and apparently that strengthened ankles or something, and he's just, like, regularly weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not seeing it for him in fantasy this year. And then uh, tight ends. Titans, I'm going to go uh, – God, I forgot who else is a tight end in the league besides Travis Kelsey, to be honest. <laughs> um, tight ends, Mark Andrews, go, Hawkinson, Kittle. Yeah. Kyle Shoot, Pitts. I might, I might go with um, – you know what? I'm going to go with um, Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. Um, Big Hawk. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go with T.J. Hawkinson. He he didn't really show a lot last year when he made that move. Um, maybe they figured out a way to work him more into the offense, but you know you got Jettas on the team, and now granted they're 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 still working out things as far as their running back room. They're trying to work Alexander Madison into a running back one, but I think they're pretty set on receivers. They're pretty set on defense. Um, I don't know if Hawkinson can stretch the field like he used to because of all those leg mishaps, but we'll see. So, yeah, you got Hawkinson, Mac Hollins, Dalvin Cook, and Jared Goff. Man. Stay. The Hawk, man, that's that's a hot take. Your other picks, I'm with you. Mm. Maybe it's just like the sympathetic lines and like love I have <laughs> oh, for Tim yeah. and, and bad franchise. I ha- like the love I have for him, but man, all right. Maybe there's some money in that. I feel like I've got hot takes on who to stay away from. We, I think like we've all wide, had hot takes here, which is good. I mean, wide receiver, I'd stay away from CD Lamb. Not yeah. to say like you would falls you really on that like CD Lamb. Like if he <laughs> falls in the draft, I would take him. Mm-hmm. But like where he's going, I wouldn't take him. Like as your second pick, no. It's like don't take. It's like don't take CD Lamb, right? Um, second or third round. Um, I kind of feel the same way about like Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill. Mm. I don't know. I mm. just like Tyreek going number two on this list. It's Jefferson you believe it? Tyreek. You don't, you're not liking it? I'd rather take Cup. I'd rather take Diggs. I'd rather take Devontae Adams over Tyreek mm. Hill. And I know he, like it's exciting. It's exciting to have Tyreek Hill. He's got that big play. Um, I just I don't know. I I think I'm more of like I, it's like I want that I want that solid QB like Diggs. I know he's got Josh Allen throwing him the ball. Yeah, 
And I mean, Tua is just kind of like, I, I don't oh. know. It's like, <laughs> I, it's like night and day, you know? Um, you don't like the big white hope? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, running back, I don't know. It's just running back's tough because you know like a couple of those guys are going to get hurt at the beginning yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's just tough. But yeah. some of those guys, they should be good. Jonathan Taylor does make you a little – there's a little concern there. Saquon, you never know. I drafted Saquon last year just based on where he was going. I was like, Saquon's going the third round? I'll take Saquon. Yeah. So it's all about – I think it's more about, like, who's going when. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather take a chance on a guy, um, like, third, fourth round, rather than my first, second pick. I want to I feel pretty solid about my first picks. Right, right. No, I agree with you. Well, let's let's go on to those kind of solid picks. And this is more mid-round solid picks, kind of must-haves. And this is more categories for me. If you guys got particular players, feel free. But must-haves, I've got Brees Hall, T. Higgins pulled up on the screen. It's not necessarily them. It's their type of team. Brees Hall is paired up with Dalvin Cook and then Michael Carter. And that running back room is deep. He's going to get touches. He's going to find ways to get open and find his way to break out of that stable, I like guys like Brees Hall on a team. T. Higgins, he's not the number one guy. He's a two or three option, and he's going to get his touches. I mean, for the past three years I've drafted T. Higgins. He's not disappointed me. It's It's been great just because, yeah, he might not score a lot of touchdowns, but he's getting a lot of receptions. He's getting a lot of yards. That produces in fantasy. Um, thoughts for you guys. Yeah, you got I me. Mean, you pulled up the Reese Hall pick. I know for me, I was just thinking off the top of my head as far as must have tight end Kyle Pitts. Ooh, yes, coming yeah. off an injury. It as a fan, I feel bad, but it completely like went over my head that despite the Falcons sucking and going through the whole <laughs> drama, going somehow still going seven and nine. Uh, Kyle Pitts was a rookie tight end with oh, a little over a thousand yards with uh, agent Matt Ryan, so he's coming back from injury. A lot I'm expect I'm damn near expecting him to be wide receiver number one at this point. Um, Drake London's still good, but like yeah, Kyle Pitts is probably going to be a uh, first option. So that's probably that's probably a sleeper that should be a must have. Matter of fact. Um, Wide receiver wise, I don't know. That's a tough call. Probably, should we say Cooper Cup? I mean, mm. like he's coming off an injury, so I don't know if he's going to be like who he was before. But if it's a PPR league, he's probably going to get the looks. And I don't know who else mm-hmm. they're going to throw to now that they don't have. Was yeah. it Alvin Robinson? Yeah, he's gone. So, is one? Um, yeah. Running back. That's going to be tough. Running back is going to be tough. But I don't know. I Personally, I'm going to give a hot take. I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs. You said he was handcuffed to David Montgomery. David Montgomery isn't really that consistent, and he's like a one-cut back. Jameer Gibbs can catch passes, and he can do what he does on the field. So I think that's another sleeper that's a must-have. Yeah. Quarterback going with Justin Fields. That boy can ball. Yeah. He'll do more of the same this year. 
too. And don't wait to pull the trigger on Gibbs. I think that's that's one everyone's going, oh, he'll be there. He'll be there late. And, you know, he's one I would feel good about. Again, people are saying it's a handcuff. It's not a handcuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be Gibbs after, like, week four. Um, I think my must-have, as far as receivers go, I mean, this is like – there's like some late, late must-haves. Gabe Davis has to be. He's he's in my must-have. I hyped him up. Um, <laughs> I love him. Um, there was one I was just looking at. I would say like Adam Thielen or Odell Beckham, mm. just in the sense that I could see one of them kind of having like, you know, not like a crazy year, but enough to be – enough to be like pretty sufficient off the bench in your fantasy team. And, and those guys are going late. Those guys are going to be going when, when people are picking defenses and, and thinking about kicking a, you know, picking a kicker. So yeah. it's like, oh, I'll take ODB. Why not? You know, it's, is he could break out and, and probably Odell just in the sense of he's the guy he, he could probably could be the guy in Baltimore and, you know, with Mark Andrews, you know, at tight end, Odell's probably the deep threat for Lamar that yeah. that I would take a chance that he's going that late. And then Thielen, you know, that he would be the the security blanket for Young. Promise the problem with that is again, it's the whole quarterback situation. I trust Lamar. I don't know how I feel about Bryce Young. Um, but but either of those could be solid guys. Yeah. Um and then yeah. Running backs this year, it, it's it's hard. I don't I don't really have a, I don't know. That I have a must have running back. Hey, that's it, it, might right. be, it might be Dalvin Cook right now. I I'm I'm riding that. I'm on the bandwagon for that. Yeah, I'm all for it. And, and it's tough Q, to say must have. QB, QB obviously Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I gotta have if he's going that low and I miss it somehow. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be kicking myself. Yeah, it, it, it's tough to do must-haves because it all depends on where you draft at, what your draft yeah. order is, how many teams you're. So that's why you know categories kind of work, and you guys both killed it. Which good I job. mean, must-have Justin Jefferson if he's there. Oh, you yeah. know, like I would. And if say, not, like, you have to have Jamar Chase, right? Like, like if like, I'm if I'm <laughs> sitting at like you know if it's one of those crazy drafts like where I'm pick six or seven, and it's just like running back, running back, quarterback, running back, and like. Jefferson's there. Oh, it's like Dude, you pull a trigger. Easy. It's like yeah. easy money. Yeah. No we'll way that's happening. We'll stay with NFL in a little bit. This more drama field. The blind lie. Question mm. mark. Don't know if you guys saw this. Michael Ward oh, made the movie, The Blind yeah. Side about it. Turns out never adopted him. They just gave uh what's the word? Um conservatorship or something conservatorship yes exactly uh that they basically signed when he was 18 and then they cashed out their deal for what michael orr says was the movie deal family says no it was the book deal and then someone bought the book deal from that company and they didn't get any profit from the money but michael orr is basically pissed that he's not getting any revenue from the movie the family saying nope we didn't get any money. This is going to get ugly. This is going to get bad. They came out today that the family said Michael Orr tried to shake them down for $15 million. I have a lot of questions. I don't know who to believe, honestly. Um, 
you know, Michael Orr stayed away from this movie. He said it made him look bad and it took all this time for now this stuff to come out. It just, it, it's not a good look for Michael Orr, but at the same time, I could see some fucked up rich people doing this just to get even richer. So like, I see both sides of it. I don't know who to believe if the movie's a lie, poor Sandra Bullock, because she made us fall in love with this fucking family. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was skeptical the whole time. But yeah. like, like, I swear there was something a while back, like right when the movie dropped, like Michael Orr came out and said, there was an interview. He said like, no, yeah. I knew how to play football before. Yeah. Like he wasn't yeah. like dumb and all that stuff. Yeah. Also, SJ wasn't that damn young. Like SJ was like yeah. in middle school or something. They just 12 or 13, yeah. Immediate effect. But the one thing that I can think about, like on the way home, I saw the, um, thing where they said Michael Orr was trying to shake him down and all I can think about was like boosters like now before we had all this mm. NIL money and everybody getting commercials and stuff they were paying these kids under the table mm. not as much as they should have but they were paying them and they can't lie and say they didn't because Johnny Manziel told them everybody yeah. that's beside the point um they so I remember thinking like I bet the twoies were thinking because they were rich before this they didn't have to do this and I remember I wonder if they were thinking like if we land this guy to come to Ole Miss Ole Miss is gonna be as good as we think they are and we can all say like watching those games Ole Miss has never really been a threat they probably <laughs> good players but even before Michael Orr maybe during Eli Manning's time they were good but like with Michael Orr. And after Michael Orr, that team, like, whatever those boosters have been doing for those players, like, they got robbed because they didn't have anything to show for it. But the yeah. two is, I think I, you remember in the movie, they were like, yeah, we own several Taco Bells. 17 Taco mm. Bells. Yeah, something like that. And I'm pretty sure it was more than it was probably like generational family wealth or something. And I keep thinking, like, I mean, you were a booster. You probably gave them money. You know, that's all you needed to say. Talking about we <laughs> opted them like no you gave them money that's that's all it was so and then I keep thinking about like I wonder how many cases is like this for Alabama but they don't say anything because Alabama has that whole machine and literally the whole the yeah. whole state of Alabama runs off yeah. of Alabama football so they probably don't say anything so I don't know I personally I it's weird for me like I know this is like a rehashing of the story because I've heard this before and I can't remember how, but I've heard all of this before. And for it to come out now, I'm wondering like why and who I should believe. And like, I wonder if there's some more stuff that's gonna come out because at this point, paying players really doesn't matter at this point. It was, we should have known better to believe all that because I'm like, there's no way, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you're right, the timing mm -hmm. is what's curious about this. I feel like I heard something too, though. I feel like yeah. this this leaked like either it was like 2016 or 2017. Like this did leak before because I've seen mm -hmm. this where it's like oh, Blindside was like fabricated a little bit. Like it's not it's not the whole story. And I think even then it was like oh, that doesn't surprise me. It's like yeah. like one classic Hollywood. Two, it's like of course this family like doesn't have like their hands clean. Like it's oh yeah. You know, is you're dealing with money and all this stuff, but I think this is a I, maybe just I don't know if that's how because of the lawsuit. Sometimes it it lingers on like what information gets leaked, um, but now that you can put like you know a dollar on it of like oh the family made four point five million dollars and 
and he's got no percentage from this. Mm-hmm. Like now that there's like maybe something tangible, it's it's more clear. Yeah, I don't know. This sucks. It's not surprising though. I think that's no. what's sad about it. Is we're all like, oh, of course. We're like, uh, of course, yeah. this is yeah. This is the real story. <laughs> Damn it, Big Mike. Big Mike. But yeah, he's yeah. Ferdinand the Bull. Ferdinand the Bull. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of shady NCAA and that type of stuff, real quick, if you haven't watched The Untold Truth of Johnny Menzel, watch it. It's 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 good insight, but Johnny does not hold back and basically just dry snitches on himself. This entire doc, basically like, yeah, we took money. I signed memorabilia for money. My boy took the rap for it. He took the fall for it, and I have – no regrets about it. Now the documentary does go on and talk about mental health and what he was dealing with and that type of stuff, which I thought was pretty awesome and kind of for someone who I, I shit on Menzel during his height, but also couldn't resist doing the money sign when I scored a touchdown in intramural football. <laughs> so, you know, he, he was cultural. And then now I look back on it like, man, he, he really could have changed the game if his mental game was right. If his mental head was right. I, I feel bad for him, but more importantly, he dry stitches on himself for taking money, taking bribes. Reggie Bush to put a, his family in a house next next to US, USC's campus. But one of them has a Heisman, the other one doesn't. A little unfair, a little unbiased. NCAA has to give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. I mean, we've talked about the NIL. We talked about college athletics. You, This should have been done years ago. And if it, it's got to be done ASAP. Reggie Bush deserves his Heisman. Yeah. I, thought, I always thought it was wild, like how they just took away the Heisman after the fact, like they didn't know. Yeah. And even with Manziel, there it there's no way, bro. There's no way they didn't know anything. <laughs> like the vetting process of the NCAA sucks. Like if this is true, like if it's true, and they like, oh my god, we didn't know. There's, there's no, I I don't know, man, because we got to think about all these like strategically placed drug tests. We got to think about like, what was the culture's role in all this? Um, what was, shoot, what was the AD's role in it? Like they, of course they're not going to interview all of them because like they're probably still working somewhere, but we got to think about Johnny Manziel was only 18. Of course he's going to do what 18 years. If you want to give the 18 year old, like thousands of dollars just for a signature, hell yeah. Like run that. Now, of course, he's not going to use his better mind when he has, like, free everything around him and free opportunity. Duh, what do you mean? So, like, who are these people around him, like, besides his friend who was also 18, who yeah. are these adults around him making sure, like, all right, he cool, you know, he's selling, he's literally college football selling point right now. Because now that I, now that I think about it, like, I mean, he was he was good, but, like, this was during the time where, like, the teams in college football were like good across the board too. Yes. So like there were other quarterbacks that were just as good, if not better than not to mention this man was throwing to Mike Evans. And I, <laughs> people forget about that. Like John Manziel was throwing to Mike Evans. Like, so that money sign, mm-hmm. 75% of that belongs to Mike Evans. So that's <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just, I keep thinking about that and like Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush didn't do too much wrong. And it's honestly, it's probably, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of messed up that it's kind of sinister that Manziel has been celebrated even when he got to the league and sucked. Like, 
he was still kind of celebrated like, yeah, of course he made uh flash and pizzazz cool somewhat, whatever, whatever they call it. But for, I feel like even while watching this, like even before the documentary dropped, we knew somebody was paying this man. Oh yeah. He threw it in your face, bro. Mm-hmm. And then talking about they had oil money. Mm. That's a quick Google search. Even like uh, that's a Google search. That's a vetting process. Yeah. More than likely, these coaches have met his parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's a certain air about like rich people you will probably catch initially. Yeah. Granted, it was in Texas, so maybe all the people in Texas act the same, rich or poor. <laughs> right. But come on now, there's no way. Maybe they are that stupid. I don't know, but there's no way they didn't know this and also even after the fact if they did some research before after the fact like they did with reggie bush when he had already like been in the league you know did great in the league you know why didn't they do that after research for manzel he put out a whole um i wonder if they're gonna like double back and after this after this uh documentary drops they're gonna try to take away his Heisman after the fact i wonder if they can do that it, you know what I would do? I would tell Johnny exactly what I told Reggie Bush to do. Oh shit, man! I moved. I don't know where that bitch is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Fitz, thoughts from you, real quick. I don't know. I think they just need to move. I said it last week. They need to move all the college football. Join the live tour. Just <laughs> they they screwed up our conferences. Just go ahead and get it out of here. Put it inside. Oh, yeah. No one's got time for it. It's all, right. all dirty. The money's dirty. I feel for the players, though. The players are the ones getting exploited. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. Let's uh, let's talk a little. We got one NBA topic real quick. One Women's World Cup. We'll do parlay. Random question. We'll get out of here. Um, so we got to talk about, Keith, you're a big NBA guy. Me and Fitz kind of, we follow when it's convenient for us. Um, I'm watching NBA, dude. Uh, oh, okay, okay, whatever. I picked the finals in October. Yeah, you bro. did. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> uh, it seems like James Harden is no longer going to be a 76. He's no longer going to play ball in Philly. Uh, basically, calling the president of the organization a liar. You built this throne on lies, sir. Like, this is, it's not good when you call the president a liar. And then he said today he's never going to play for the Philadelphia 76ers again as long as he's there. Keith, tell us what's going on here. I don't know the ins and outs of this situation, but it was really wild. Like he just did that, you know, wearing his Adidas in front in front of like a <laughs> multitude of people, like he was preaching or whatever. I don't know what it is about James Harden and the offseason, but it's always some weird shit. Like you yes, know, put on his fat suit again. I guess oh, <laughs> whatever. But like, there's always something going on, and I remember. I saw a tweet where somebody said, I should have known Daryl Morey was a liar when he said that, I think they said when he said that James Harden was a better scorer than Michael Jordan. I'm pretty sure Daryl Morey said some wild shit like yeah. that. He was like, we knew better than to trust him. Um, I don't know exactly what all the ins and outs are as far as like, why is Harden upset? Is he upset over some money? Is he upset that he actually has to carry a team again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man i i don't see it. i feel like this is just like 
getting people amped to he James Harden probably isn't going anywhere. Daryl Moore damn sure isn't going anywhere. He's got the money, so he's not going anywhere. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's another Harden storyline. Unless like this is to cook up another trade to where he ends up with the Suns or something stupid like that. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's the NBA, man. All this shit is fake. Money is fake. Like the magic is gone now. So I I'm never surprised when something crazy like that happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think Devontae I think he summed it up perfectly. Yeah. It's probably um, gonna be more development soon, but as just, of now James Harden is preaching to the multitudes of the evils of Daryl Moore. And so we must be there to hear the good word. I didn't even know Daryl Moore's name before this. So wild. Yeah. I I love it, Keith. All right. Last topic here. Women's World Cup. Spain's in the finals. They've clinched. They get the winner of England versus Australia. Australia is the home nation. I'm going to say my pick right here. If England wins, Spain wins the Women's World Cup. Australia wins. Home field advantage. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. They get it done. Mm. Picks from you guys. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been watching. So I'm, no, I'm going to say it's going to end up being Spain and England. And I feel like England might steal. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've just been seeing like how people have been down on the women's national team because of Megan Rapinoe and, and her downfall or whatever. So yeah. that's all I've been seeing. But like, I'm going to just throw out a wild guess and say that it's going to be Spain and England and England somehow steals it from Spain. I like it. Yeah. I don't know anything, but England, Spain sounds like a, a, a sick final. I, uh, I'd i probably take Spain though. I'm with you. Hacky. I, yeah. I think, I think you've got it. I think you got it right. Perfect. Hey, good job, boys. All right, pub parlay. Let's make some money. Four weeks in a row, it's coming down to one pick. And we've blown it. Now, shout out to my bookie. No free shout outs. My bookie now has a chance for you to cash out if your parlay is hitting. So, we got to start doing that. Tasty. Mm -hmm. What Um, hit? I know I hit. I picked the Packers in that preseason. What Casas was Devin's O's? It's okay. It's all right. I won't hold any grudge. Yeah. All right. Let's make some money. One day I love one. So close. So So anything's open for you guys. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm taking – well, is anybody taking baseball? Mm, Probably not. Who's playing uh, you you name it, brother. I was about to say, I usually only follow it when the the Mariners are playing, and they they killed me last game against the old Orioles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My pick, unless someone wants a baseball pick Sunday or something. My pick is I'm looking at Saturday, NFL preseason. Judge me if you want. Detroit Lions are just fucking maniacs when it comes to preseason and preseason only. Give me the Lions over the Jags mm. Sunday for preseason. Saturday. 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 Did I say Sunday? Sorry. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, you sure about that? Oh, they said Tank Bixby been carrying, man. Uh, um, hey. He went back from the Jaguars, been carrying a little bit. I, but also, I think – oh, you know what? Is this the games where, like, the starters are actually playing? Yeah, so this is game two. 
where like stars are going to play. Remember, it's only three games this preseason, unlike four. So now game two becomes your starter game. Game three is roster cuts. Gotcha. Okay. You know, I can see where you're going with that. Yep. I, I can see it. You know, I can I can see the vision a little bit. Deep dish victory for Detroit. <laughs> Whatever picks you guys want, whatever sports you want, it's a parlay. We can make it work. Oh, man. I'm looking at preseason. Preseason's tough. I'm like, the Colts-Bears is interesting because you got Richardson and, and you wonder if Fields will get the start. Bears look good in their preseason game last week. I'll actually – I'll take the Bears. I'll take the Bears, Bears over the Colts. In some preseason action. You know what? I'll take the Falcons. Wait, is it Falcons over the – oh, is it the Bengals? Yeah. 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 Oh, shoot. Yeah, let me let me have that. Let me have a piece of that. <laughs> that that, that uh, staunch victory yeah. of the Dolphins. I love it. I love it. Look, I, I would probably put money on the Falcons too. I, I think Joe Burrow's not playing and, and there's some other stars that we're playing. No, that's sit. all right. Y'all don't need them at that point. Yeah. So, no, no, I, I like it. And I told you, and I, me and Keith were texting and like the quarterback, Netflix quarterbacks, it made me like, like man, Mariota is, he got hosed in Atlanta there. Like it's not his fault. But the, you know, if you don't watch the documentary, you're like, yo, Mariota's trash. So it's yeah. it's been good. If you haven't watched that one, that's that's pretty good too. All right, random question. I got it for us, so we don't have to think about it unless you guys got something. Go for it. All right. Shoot away. So recently announced yesterday that Mr. Peyton Manning is headed back to Knoxville to be a professor. Mm. He's going to teach a little class. He's going to teach – um, I can't remember the exact thing. It's like it's like mass communications for professional professional communications. Yeah, it's like it's, it it's yeah, yeah. And it's not something what I thought it would be like. It's not football one on one or like Urban Meyer did or anything. Uh, but yeah, it's communications. Yeah. So my random question is: if you could have any professional athlete teach you a class, <laughs> what athlete are you picking, and then oh, what class man. are you picking? Mm. Oh man, mm. Peyton's a good one too. Like that's oh, yeah. I would love to take a class with Peyton. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a funny one because it's the first thing that came to mind. I'm gonna get Clinton Porters to teach me theater. <laughs> back, like that man had characters for every. Game. I don't know if it was the CTE or what, but that man literally was. A character, like, and I, I just feel like there's something in there that that he could teach me something, and <laughs> yeah, but if it's not him, I probably have Dion as a regular PE teacher. That would be fire. Oh man, I'm torn between two. It's there's two of my favorite players in the league right now. It's either Jamal Williams or Jameis Winston. Mm, oh, Just because man. I think I think they'd be Jameis, hilarious. Social studies teacher. They'd be hilarious. <laughs> like I love teachers that make me laugh. Yeah. Bro. Like, Jay, like 
Jamal Williams, it would have to be I, – see, I see, like, Jamal Williams with, like, an after-school program with, like, mm. he's teaching Pokemon. Like, he he, or he's, like, oh, he's, he's teaching, like, like, some kind of, like, anime class, which mm. I would – I don't like anime, but I'd just – I'd go for Jamal Williams. But Jameis – you're right. You said social studies. That's pretty good. Um, I'm thinking, class. like, a poetry class with Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, like so poetry with with Jameis or something like that. Man, those are good. Those are good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ocho Cinco and had a ball on a budget. Oh mm. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that's gonna do it for episode one sixty six. Hope you guys had a, a great time listening and watching. Hopefully, as much as we did making this thing. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week for some NFC predictions. Ah, wow. I usually have a movie quote, and I can't think of one. I just watched The Phone Booth, and I was trying to think of a quote. Couldn't think of one. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Oh, my Come gosh. We, we, would, we would be the bad boys of Little League. I'm telling you now. <laughs> we would beat the tar out of the other team. I'm just going to go out and say it. Joey Chestnut has to be on the pub. Has to be. I mean, has to be. How was the journey? Man, I'm going to get real theological. I I think we're all a little soft and misunderstood. Pour some out. I'll just be real honest. (laughs) Let's get Luke Combs. I I was begging for Luke Combs not too long ago. We'll get Luke Combs on here. I challenge Luke. I think I can actually beat him in shotgunning a beer. Uh, (laughs) If he thinks he's got the cojones, come on and try (laughs) Then, by all means, Luke, bring it on. That's the intro. You just hit my promo for me, James. I love it. <laughs> Keith, man, I, I think you, you hit the nail of the park, man. Picked up right where we left off. That. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. You know, I love to talk, love to be heard, and all this stuff. Hey, we'll you know, come back next week. We'd love to have you. Let me see. Yeah, I should be able to. I'll be all the way home next.